As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with a multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Mm. Amen. Let's pray for Martin as he comes. Lord, we thank you for that psalm. We thank you for your word. Lord, just anoint your servant Martin now as he comes to speak. Lord, may we hear from you. May streams of living water flow out, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Is anyone thirsty this morning? You thirsty for living water? Good, good. Um, a book I'd recommend to you, uh, old book, but old is not necessarily uh, a problem. In fact, old books are, are good. Um, back in 1965, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, there he is, of Westminster Chapel, uh, London, wrote a famous bestseller called Spiritual Depression. Um, it's, not a, it's not a great title, um, but uh, it's a great book. I'd recommend it to, to you. And he's talking here about a specific type of depression that's felt by Christians. Um, he's not talking about clinical depression. He, he knows what he's talking about because he is a medical doctor. He's not talking about clinical depression here. He's talking about a specific type of despondency or depression that's experienced by Christians. And spiritual depression is often accompanied by certain feelings, feelings of God being a long way off, feelings of being overwhelmed by life's struggles and difficulties. Anybody ever been there? Yeah? Hands up? Good. You know what I'm talking about. Spiritual writers have called these times of spiritual depression various things, including the long, dark night of the soul or a time of desert or wilderness experience. We've, we've all been there. Um, let me be honest with you. Um, back in lockdown, I experienced uh, spiritual depression, big time. Um, 
one of the things that I love to do is, I, I, yeah, let's, let me be honest. Sundays are the highlight of my week, right? Honestly, I'm not just saying that because you pay me. Because <laughs> that's the elephant in the room, isn't it? Everybody thinks, well, you know, he would say that. This is where I want to be. This is the, uh, Noel said it actually in our prayer meeting. He said, this is the icing on the cake. This is the best part of the week, isn't it? Yes. By miles. Why? Because we're in the presence of God. Because there's living water here. You don't get living water at the chemist. You don't get living water at Tesco. You don't get living water on the golf course. You don't get living water in a restaurant, in a carafe. You get living water in church with God's people. That's why I want to be here. This is the only place on earth, this side of heaven, that can quench my spiritual thirst. Right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Which is why during COVID, I got spiritually depressed. Because I couldn't get living water. Good as Zoom is and was, it ain't as good as meeting with God's people. The introvert part of me quite liked aspects of, of Zoom, but I got depressed. Even someone who likes their own company, like me, needs to be in the presence of other Christians. Because it's in the presence of gathering with other Christians that the Holy Spirit comes in power. That's why we need to come together to worship. And uh, anyway, Back to my story, back in summer, I remember it, June 2021, the dark days of lockdown. It brings me out in a twitch, just saying that. Do you know what I mean? The eye starts twitching and woo, lockdown, horrible. Do you remember masks? Do you remember pretending not to sing behind masks? <laughs> Mumbling and singing, still singing. Wasn't it horrendous? We will never, will we, folk, we will never take not wearing a mask and coming together to sing for granted ever again, will we? I really hope we won't. Anyway, during lockdown, I lost my passion because I was thirsty like a deer panting for water. I was depressed spiritually. And we had a minister's conference up in uh, Epsom. And I remember sitting there in a mask, socially distanced, and my soul was so thirsty. You ever been there? You just crave more of God. And I'll be honest, we all sang our hearts out behind these masks. And living water came there. And God started to stir my soul again for him. And it was just two months later that I signed up to do a master's at Cliff College. God spoke to me and said, you need to go back to college and you need to take in more, more and more living water. You need to do this. And I got fired up again. I felt the passion came back. And it hasn't left, thank God, since. I realize now how vital it is to be in the presence of other Christians in church like never before. 
In other words, lockdown caused me to really get this psalm like I'd never got it before. This psalm is all about spiritual depression. Look at the repeating frame in verses 5 and 11. This is what the psalmist says. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I'll yet praise him, my saviour and my God. I want to look today at four causes of spiritual depression and how the Holy Spirit is the soul's medicine for spiritual depression. Does that sound good? First cause of spiritual depression, forced absence from worship. Now, preachers would always avoid this in the past because we're never forced, usually, apart from work shifts, to be away from worship. But lockdown changed the game. I now have application for these verses, right? Because we were forced, we went to worship. Looking back, I do wonder whether I'd be quite so compliant. Can I just put that out there? I think I might break the law next time. Seriously, I think I'm too compliant. Anyway, that's, that's for another discussion. The writer of this psalm is downcast in his soul because he cannot meet with God in the temple for worship. Oh, that we would be as desperate for God in his temple as the psalmist. Um, he's panting after God. Of Jordan, we're told in verse 6, region to the north and east of Jerusalem. Some commentators, we can't prove this, but some commentators think that the psalmist is among a group of captives being taken into exile in Babylon. And he looks back to Jerusalem and to the temple on his way to Babylon, and he yearns to be back there. He's been forced out of Jerusalem and the temple. Verse 4, listen to him. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God. He's a worship leader, right? With shouts of joy and thanksgiving. And now here he is on his way out of Jerusalem towards exile in Babylon, and he's away from the temple and he wants to be back there. A bit like us in lockdown, desperate to be back with God's people. Many people lost that closeness and intimacy of God's presence during lockdown. There is nothing like coming together with God's people to receive the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Wasn't it great uh, just, just feeling and experiencing the Spirit moving this morning? Wasn't that great? Absolutely. Yeah, bring it on. Hearing a tongue and an interpretation, hearing God's people sing their hearts out, hearing people praise and riff on the songs, in my case, quite badly, but <laughs> I, I, I give it a go. Do you know what I mean? I have a go. Let the beautiful voices carry me. But, you know, there's living water here. Listen to Jesus. Again, Jesus is in the temple. He's in the temple. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Are you thirsty? Yeah. 
whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. That's what Ezekiel said. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive on the day of Pentecost. And do you know where we can come, where it's most, the best place to get living water? Do you know where that is? Well, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Here it is. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together. Now look at this to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Do you see why you need to be in church? Do you see it? Hello? I thought you'd gone to sleep then. (laughs) When God's people gather together in worship and praise, there comes the spirit in power. Paul talks about it in Ephesians 5, about... Be filled with the Holy Spirit by singing spiritual songs, psalms and hymns. As we sing together, as we share psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, the Spirit comes in power. This is where the living water is. This is why we need to be physically present in church to have our thirst quenched. Do you get it? Some people have shifts and they're at work. They can't be here every Sunday. I get that. But folks, this statistic I read about where people think that they're going to church regularly once or twice a month, you can't remain quenched in your thirst by coming once or twice a month. What happens on the weeks you're not here? You're thirsty. A hobby horse over but it breaks my heart when god's people don't pant for living water among god's people if we want revival in our nation it begins with god's people gathering and seeking the power of the spirit that's where revival will come that's how it happened in in wales the revival in wales people gathering in little chapels packing them out Worshipping, praying, coming together, being filled with the Spirit. You won't get living water on the golf course or in Ikea. You might get meatballs, but you won't get living water. Okay, second cause of spiritual depression, the taunts of unbelievers. Some of you know what it is to be taunted by unbelievers for your faith, right? family, friends, people you live with, taunt you. Look at it. My tears have been my food day and night while men say, where is your God? Verse 10, my bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? When suffering and trouble comes, people say, well, where is your God now? Or how could God, a God of who's good and sovereign, allow all of this suffering in the world. That's what people say, isn't it? What's the psalmist's solution? Look at it in verse 5. He speaks to his soul. 
he talks to himself. And he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. The psalmist gives himself a good talking to. Um, I talk to myself. Anybody else? Sometimes I have to talk to myself and remind myself why I've walked into a room. That's the stage of life I've hit. I say, why have you walked into the room, Martin? And my soul says, I can't remember. And I say to my soul, get a grip. You were looking for the nail clippers. Or my glasses, usually. So it's okay to talk to yourself, but it's even better to talk to your soul in prayer. Right? To say to your soul, why are you so despondent and doubting and downcast? Put your hope in God. You know that voice in the mind that says, well... You've got Jesus back. Great. Praise God. Sometimes there's a voice in the mind that just sort of doubts God. Yeah? There's a battle in our minds, isn't there? It's where the, where the battle is, in our heads. And that little nagging, taunting voice says, where is your God now? If God loved you, why would he allow all this trouble and suffering? And we have to say to our soul, listen, soul. I'm not listening to that voice. Put your hope in God and in his word and in his promises. Come back to the Bible, soul, and listen to this, soul, not the devil's lies. You see, Paul says, Paul prays that the Holy Spirit would strengthen us at these times, that we would hold on to and get a grip on hope. Listen to Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in all that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. There is power in the promises and hope of God, but we need to say to our soul, Soul, get a grip on this hope and on the promises of God. And we can only do that as we read God's word and ask the spirit to help us hold on to and cling to those promises in his word. Third cause of spiritual depression, overwhelming difficulties. Waves and breakers that sweep over us and knock us off our feet. Anybody ever been there? Um, here's a picture of a guy. Um, we've, I've only ever experienced this once. We went to... A few years ago, we, we blew the bank and we went to on a tour of the west coast of America, all the way from South San Francisco down to Los Angeles and all everywhere in between. And we went on a beach, uh, Venice Beach, I think it was, and there were these huge breakers. And uh, Sam managed to break his toe in these breakers. I, I was too scared to go in, quite frankly, because they, they were just enormous. And you, you try standing up, and he just got swept out to sea. Any, anybody ever been in that scenario? The waves and breakers were so powerful that they just overwhelmed you and knocked you off your feet. And it's quite frightening. Um, I'm not a bad swimmer, but I was out of my comfort zone. I felt out of control, powerless, helpless, and hopeless. And sometimes life's difficulties sweep over us like waves and breakers that cause us to feel out of control 
and overwhelmed. What does the psalmist do when he feels overwhelmed by the waves and breakers? He prays. Look at how he prays. Honestly, this is how he prays. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? This is not your polite English reserve type of prayer, is it? Lord, if, if you please, would you bless my cat? Lord, please, would you bless me? I'm ever so humble, Lord. No, the psalmist just says, Lord, I'm, I'm drowning. Lord, I'm struggling here. The waves are breaking over me. Lord, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? He, he questions God from a position of faith, not doubt. Because he believes that God is sovereign and all-powerful, he asks, Lord, why am I drowning in these waves and breakers? Aren't you honest with the people you love? Hello? If I was to say to Sarah, yeah, I'm fine, my darling, and inside I'm seething, right? She, she can read me like a book. She knows me better than I do. There's no point in me going, oh, I'm fine, my darling. Everything's tickety-boo. And she knows that I'm not okay. So what do I do? Do I go silent or hide? Well, I could. No, we have to be honest and open, don't we? We have to tell it as it is and say, I'm struggling. I'm not in a good place. And this is what the psalmist does in his prayers. Are your prayers too polite? Are your prayers dishonest? It's time we got honest and open and real and candid with God, isn't it? Lord, I'm struggling here. Why are you letting this go on for as long as you have? Anybody? That's okay. That's faith. That's real relationship, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Telling it as it is. And that's what the psalmist does in prayer. Isn't this how Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane as he faced uh, crucifixion and arrest? Look at how Jesus prayed. Luke 22, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Now, yet not my will, but yours. Can you hear the struggle here? An angel from heaven approached him and strengthened him. Listen, and being in anguish, anguish. He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So in anguish was our Lord, his sweat became like drops of blood. That's an extreme anguish. And Jesus cried out, Psalm 22 from the cross. Listen to this in Matthew 27. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, on the cross, all the waves and breakers crashed over Jesus. 
He was overwhelmed with suffering for you and for me. He was forsaken so that you and I will never be forsaken. He was overwhelmed with, with our sin so that we might be declared there is now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you for reading that. Jesus suffered all the waves and breakers of sin and evil and death on the cross so that we could be sharing in his victory, so that we would not be knocked off our feet, but that we would be able to stand in the power of God against the enemy. And now because Jesus is risen and ascended, he has given us his spirit, who in the midst of suffering, pours God's love into our hearts. Listen to Paul in Romans 5, one of my favorite verses. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Do you see that? If we will cry out for the Spirit in the midst of suffering, God will pour out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. He will comfort us, strengthen us, remind us how much he loves us in the midst of suffering. Isn't that wonderful? Fourth cause of spiritual depression, oppression by the enemy. For the psalmist, it was the foreign power of Babylonian captivity that was his enemy. And his enemy taunts him saying, well, where is your God now? Some of you know what it is to be mocked or insulted by family members for your faith who taunt you or mock your faith or say to you, well, if God was good and sovereign, this would never happen. You know what it is to be mocked by your work colleagues or misunderstood at the very least. But all of us as Christians will experience the taunts of Satan, right? Who in the midst of life's difficulties will oppress us and speak lies into our minds. He will say, where is your God now? Or does God still love you? Or what, is, what have you done wrong that's caused this suffering to come on you? Do you recognize the lies? The taunting of the enemy? What does the psalmist do in the face of this oppression by the enemy? Verse 11, he talks back to his soul again in prayer. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. When negative or condemning thoughts come into our minds, we need to recognise that Satan is taunting us and speaking lies into our minds, right? And rather than letting these lies develop and grow and bring us down into depression, we need to speak back to our souls and say, I'm not listening to these lies, soul. I'm putting my trust, my hope in God's promises in his word. So if you want to fight lies and doubts and fears and despondency, you fight them with the word of God in the power of the spirit. Um, Paul describes one part of the spiritual armor in this way. Here it is. Ephesians 6, 17. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, 
and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So you say to your soul, soul, I'm not listening to these lies. I'm putting my hope, my trust in God's promises in his word. And you meditate on the word and you ask the spirit of God to give you power to hold on to the word of God. That's how you overcome. So we've seen there are four causes of spiritual depression. Absence from worship. Most of us can do something about that. The mocking of unbelievers, overwhelming difficulties and oppression by the enemy. But we've also seen that through the cross of Christ and through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit, we have all the weapons and the divine resources we need to overcome. Isn't that great? And Jesus would have us come thirsty for the overcoming power of the spirit this morning. We all need living water. I need living water. You need living water. We're all deers panting for the water. You can't say, well, it's just, just the ones who are going through trouble. We're all in need of our thirst quenched. Uh, Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Are you thirsty today for living water? Do you need God's power in your life? To overcome? Do you need more living water to help you to be full of joy and power and strength? Is anyone thirsty today? Would you stand with me? We're going to ask the, uh, the spirit to just come and uh, maybe you, you just want to hold out your hands, uh, empty hands, and say to God as a, a sort of a gesture or a symbol, Lord, I am thirsty. I am empty. I need to be refreshed with the life-giving water of your spirit. So maybe you just want to hold your hands out and say to God, I'm thirsty for more of your presence, more of your power. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Thank you, Jesus, for that promise. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Lord Jesus, we want to take you at your word this morning. We're thirsty. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our dry souls with refreshing streams of living water. Bring healing to us. I want, just in the quietness, in the silence, why don't you just cry out to Jesus for that living water to fill your soul? I'm just going to continue in worship but if if you're going if you're feeling the waves and breakers of life's difficulties just crashing over you if you're feeling overwhelmed oppressed why don't you just turn to your neighbor or the people in front or behind you why don't you just share with them that you just like uh, you'd like prayer for the holy spirit to just come and strengthen you with power and to pour more of God's love out into your heart. So just as we're worshipping, why don't you just turn to the people near you?
and ask for them to lay hands on you and pray with you that you would receive more of God's life-giving water through the Spirit. So just do that as we're, as we're continuing to worship. So let's stand together. Like I say, if you'd like prayer, then just turn to the people near you. Maybe you're one of those people that has never come for the first time and trusted in Jesus. Maybe you've never come to Jesus, the source of living water, and said, Jesus, I want to put my trust in you for the first time. I want to receive the living water that I'm hearing promised for the first time by believing in you. If that's you, why don't you turn to the people near you and just say, would you pray um, and lead me to Jesus? Would you lead me so that I can believe in Jesus this morning, so that I can put my trust in him? So let's, uh, let's worship. Just do that actively. Just turn to the people and, uh, around you and just ask them to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. So as, as I said, please, please seek prayer this morning. Um, there's lots of you who need prayer. I, I sense it. I, I know it because I'm the pastor, but I sense it in my spirit too that a number of you are feeling overwhelmed by the breakers and waves of life. And I just encourage you to, to just seek prayer with, with people around you this morning. Get them to lay hands on you and to pray for the spirit to come and strengthen you with power. Um, so may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon us and remain with us always. Amen. So if you don't want prayer, you're very welcome to move through for tea and coffee next door. Bless you.